thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Amy Smith, who is the Chief Strategy and Impact Officer at Tom's. With many brands suddenly rushing to address social values and responsibility, I wanted to ask Amy about what she's come to learn in her last four years at Tom's. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Oh my gosh, we're so glad to have you. You recently had a title change. Tell me about your <laughs> your shift in responsibilities. Is it a big change? I did. You know, it is actually. So um, I've uh, since I joined Tom's, I've been responsible for uh, all of our giving, which includes, of course, taking uh, full responsibility for the amazing commitment our customers make through their purchase of Tom's to transition that commitment to um, our giving partners and make sure that we are having the most impact with our giving as we possibly can. So that's still part of my responsibility. The strategy for that, the partnership development, uh, we allow our employees to go on giving trips. So we manage all of that out of my department. And my new responsibilities include um, company-wide corporate strategy. Uh, and I have some background in that from past lives, but I think it's a really special thing that Tom's has recognize the connection between our impact and our overall corporate strategy and the importance of those two things coming together. Uh, And then I'm also responsible for our consumer insights. Uh, We obviously want to um, get to know our customer and that's an ongoing journey. And so connecting strategy with consumer and our impact strategy is is what I'm responsible for. I'm excited about it. Oh my gosh, so much to dig into. I feel like um, many brands right now, uh, like I said in the intro, kind of um, looking to maybe hire a a social Mm -hmm. impact officer or a role such as that. Um, And maybe sometimes it's almost seen as like, I don't know, maybe it's like a vanity role. They're not integrated. Talk to me about your integration. It sounds like it's a totally different story. It is. You know, uh, giving is part of Tom's DNA. Our mission is to improve lives through business. So uh, it's it's been with us since day one. We're a for-profit company with giving at its core. And so um, that integration is a part of every single day for every single employee at Tom's. Uh, You may work in finance, you may work in marketing, you may work in IT, but everyone has a role in giving. I'm the steward of everyone's hard work to make sure that we bring that to life. So we take that role very seriously. Uh, You know, I have a team. I'm very lucky. I have um, at any given time between eight and 10 professionals. They are international development experts. They have nonprofit management expertise, uh, public health expertise. And so those folks are... uh, They understand the nonprofit space. They understand the issues that we're facing as a society. And I think that that's another really important role uh, that we play and a very integrated role. So one of the things I talk about whenever I can is encouraging companies to take that piece of it very seriously. It's worked really well for Tom's uh, and to not just sort of have one person uh, maybe integrated into your CSR or your HR, but really think about how do you bring impact to life throughout the company and what is that going to take from from an employee standpoint? Yes. Let's talk about recent events, Um, George Floyd's murder and the recent protests and some brands moved fast to make a statement. Some maybe just made a statement this today, like a week and a half later. Um, yeah. Talk to me about um, your response and were you kind of, you were leading that charge. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple of different pieces of the response. The first is, you know, how are we going to leverage our impact 
to uh, ensure that we're contributing in a meaningful way. And I think, it, you know, if I take a little step back and talk about what our impact strategy is, it really helps uh, explain how we show up in this work. So, uh, you know, when we think about our impact strategy, the first thing we do is listen. We want to understand what is happening with a particular situation and how can we meaningfully, con meaningfully contribute. The second step for us, we're very fortunate to have a network of, uh, you know, nearly 200 partners and we're working with, you know, 50 to 75 at any given time. And so we reach out to those partners and we ask them for their advice and their expertise and how can we help them most directly. So those two first two steps were the first two steps we took with COVID-19 response, the first two steps we've taken with the social injustice response. Uh, to make sure that we are contributing in a meaningful way, to make sure that we can do that authentically and that we're leveraging our expertise. Uh, and so we aren't always maybe the very first to respond because we do believe that response is to, to have it be uh, meaningful, authentic, and what is most needed and where we can meaningfully contribute takes a minute to kind of work through. So um, as we did that process specific with uh, George, George Floyd's murder and uh, the social justice work and uh, racial equality work that we all need to be doing more of, um, we immediately uh, gave a donation to Black Lives Matter. And that was really just in solidarity. Uh, yeah. That was really just a moment of we believe Black Lives Matter at Tom's. And so we want to make this contribution. We're also in the process of talking to our Black-led giving partners currently uh, to make an additional $100,000 donation to some of the work they're doing. Uh, and they're working on the front lines of racial inequality every single day. Uh, we've met many of them through our gun violence work that we started back in 2018. And so they've been incredible partners. We've also tried to be uh, really respectful and thinking about what are they going through as just as people on the planet, as yep. people trying to navigate their organization, uh, and as people who are dedicated their lives to this issue. Yeah. Uh, and so we want to give them the time and space that they need for their own personal well-being. Uh, and then, of course, for us to help however we can, as soon as we can. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of our, that's been our external response. I hope that we're in a position very soon. You know, it's tough. We made this commitment to COVID-19. Business is tough right now, especially if you're in the retail space. Yeah. So we want to do things that are meaningful, but we also, I'm very committed to when we make a commitment that we keep it. And yeah. so, and that we are doing what our our customers have supported. So that's that's the plan for now. And we hope that we're able to do much more in the coming months. Yeah, it's interesting that you kind of reached out um, to other who, others who are maybe more experts in this exact space um, and your partners who, you know, you reached out for advice. Do brands come to you for advice also? Do you, you know, is it is it too competitive for that? But I just feel like considering yeah. considering your reputation, you'd have something uh, valuable. Yeah, I, you know, look, I think we're incredibly proud to have inspired many, many companies to be purpose-driven. And you know, we're the first and original one-for-one -one company, but we certainly are not the only 14 years later. Yeah. Uh, and that's we're very proud of that. So I, I don't know that they – I don't necessarily think <laughs> that maybe I have – They'll keep it to themselves if they're copying. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, we're, we're kind of okay with that, right? Yeah. I think the more, the more purpose-driven companies that are out there, the better. And so – I look at it in my role, I have the great fortune of being able to look at it a little less 
uh, direct business competitively uh, and a little more, how can we all be part of the ecosystem that is creating change in the world? So that's a luxury of my role. I recognize that. But uh, I think we all believe that if there are more purpose-driven brands in the world and even ones that aren't um, necessarily started that way, uh, that they become that way over time, that we will see true change in the world. I really believe in this ecosystem. I believe that um, corporations have a lot of skills and they have money. And nonprofits have complete expertise in these issue areas. They dedicate their full day to understanding the issue and addressing it. And so when we can create more gray space in the middle around what is a corporate role and what is a nonprofit role and bring that together closer, I believe that's when real change happens. Yes. Sounds good to me. You talked earlier about um, one of your responsibilities is kind of getting to know the Tom's customer. Do you think that um, in the last two weeks, I'm sure um, like every brand, you, you've you received a lot of questions or um, maybe your customer has reached out wanting specifics or have you gotten to know your your customer more so in the last two weeks that anyway, talk about that, really, that um, communication. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we... Um, we and I think a lot of companies. This is this is top of mind for us right now, uh, and uh, we are doing the same thing we always do, which is listen first and get advice. Yeah. Uh, and so we know and are very clear that we have a lot of work to do internally. Like I think a lot of companies are discovering, uh, and so we're taking the time now to do a full assessment of what our business practices are and what our employment practices are, so that we can create a baseline. And share with our customers very transparently, what is a plan for change for Tom's? We, How are we going to go about addressing uh, some of the things we, need, we know we need to address at Tom's? And so that's the, that's the immediate plan is to create a baseline so we know where we're starting from, set real specific goals, and then yep. transparently communicate our progress. Uh, and I think that's the the best path for us. And we'll, like we always do, we'll, we'll <laughs> share the good news with people. We'll share the learnings with people. We'll share where we got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, this is the beginning of a journey for us and uh, I think for a lot of others. So we want to move quickly to put an action plan in place. And then we want to be very intentional about how we work our way through that. Yes. Um, as far as like maybe more diversity in-house, is there an action plan around that? Does it mean recruiting in a different way? Like what does that even entail? Like how do you go about that? Yeah. So I think, you know, step one is looking at how do we do it today, right? How do we go about those practices today? Where are we posting our job opportunities? Uh, what does the interview process look like? How do we um, engage with people uh from an interview standpoint and what sorts of questions are we asking or trying to understand what expertise they bring to the table. And so we we have a very robust process and we are very committed to diversity. But when we speak specifically about uh, black lives and, and black employees, I think that's we want to we want to really sort of think through that and, and make sure that we've got the right process in place. So um, we're looking at lots of different things right now. You know, one small example is do we take the obligation around um, higher education just off our postings just to understand people come with so many skills that maybe are not the traditional path? 
Uh, and so that's just one of several examples that we're exploring right now uh, and yes. want to put intentionality around. That's awesome. I'm, I'm working on a story on that right now, <laughs> but in particular to like fashion industry and yeah. um, New York is a fashion capital and what that means, like you, it's not cheap to live here. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah, for sure. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. So where do you go from here? You, you, the game plan is you think long and hard, you talk with the right people, you're thoughtful about the plan. And it's just from here on out, um, checking in on that, holding yourself accountable. Where do you go from here? Yeah, I think setting those KPIs, getting really clear about what are the metrics that we can meet uh, and how do we push ourselves uh, and then making sure that we're uh, putting the right infrastructure in place to support that work. I think uh, words will fall hollow very quickly uh, yeah. with for lots of companies to just rush out and say something and not actually have a plan behind it feels uh, w- that's not what Tom's is going to choose to do. Uh, so that's the first thing. Have those KPIs in place. Ensure we have a plan to meet them and then transparently communicate. So we do a annual impact report each year. And last year we hadn't done one for a few years and we really thought it was this you know beautiful and exciting moment to Um, share what the past 14 years of giving at Tom's has looked like. And this year we'll be celebrating giving 100 million pairs of shoes. And so... uh, Awesome. Congrats. Thank you. (laughs) I think we're really proud of that and could not have done it without our amazing customers and without our awesome giving partners. Uh, But that uh, celebration of our impact is another place that we can actually share with our customers. So this year we're going to be expanding that to include some of our environmental efforts, which we're you know, also sort of ramping up on around product and what we do in, in-house, and then also our, um, our people. So sort of purpose, planet, and people piece that yes. we'll put together and, and communicate out clearly to our consumers on an annualized basis. How we're doing, how we're making progress, what were our successes, what were our learnings? Yes. I mean, let's switch gears a bit to the other crisis happening and what happened in March. Um, It's it's a wild time. Um, It is. Yes. So March hits. uh, Talk to me uh, in terms of um, when your company moved to work from home, when anyway, immediate changes uh, that occurred around that. What was it like around the 15th? Around that spot. Yes. So uh, my birthday is March 16th. And so my birthday will never be the same because it was the last day I came into the office. So we had uh, about three to five days before that we had um, told our staff, like, if you feel uncomfortable coming in, you feel free to work from home. It wasn't, you know, two days later before we were like, everyone needs to work from home. <laughs> yes. uh, and so because it just unfolded so quickly. So, um, you know, our first priority was the safety of our employees. We closed our stores, uh, you know, making sure that our employees and our customers were safe. Uh, And we all started working from home. And technology is an amazing thing. Uh, So we've... (laughs) Yay, Zoom. Yeah, yay, Zoom, exactly. Um, And, you know, we've really been successful from a productivity standpoint. I think with everything, there's a little bit of a silver lining, right? So we... Uh, my team gets together and I, I have, uh, you know, eight to 10 folks on my direct team. Uh, we get together once a week for, uh, for an hour and the half hour is just like, Hey guys, here's everything that's going on. Here's what you need to do. Uh, do we have updates for each other? Are there any questions? And the other half is, um, we, we just kind of pick an activity of how do we get to know each other better? How are we feeling about what's happening in the world? Right. And that has been such a beautiful silver lining that I feel like, 
I have gotten to know my team so well on a personal <laughs> level. It's just been, it's just been really beautiful. And so now I'm like, gosh, when we get back to the office, if we ever go back in the same format, which is a huge question mark, yes. um, uh, you know, how do we keep that alive? Because it's just been so wonderful to get to know how somebody grew up or, you know, what, what is um, resonating for them in the Black Lives Matter movement? And there's so there's so much for us, so much richness to people's lives. And we've taken the time uh, to get to know each other. So that's been really So nice. these are like fun, I mean, non-work-related conversations. You may not be doing silly games like some of us, like playing show and tell. <laughs> is it a mix of both? <laughs> that's right. That's right. It is a mix of both. We, one time, one of the weeks we brought something that was really meaningful to us, right? And why was it meaningful? I have a I have a quote Fun. book that's very special to me and kind of read a couple quotes and shared it with people and everyone it's had just show and yes, tell. It is a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit. Our favorite place to travel, where do we want to go next is we're all hungry to get out into the world again. So yes. it's been things like that. And then, you know, our leadership team uh has also we meet uh for, in the beginning we met five days a week at 9 a.m for 30 minutes, just sort of a briefing on, you know, what's happening with the situation. My team is tracking COVID-19 quite closely um, and working very closely with our giving partners that are on the front lines. So what are the implications and impacts for them? Uh, and what does that mean for our business? Yep. And so we're, we're meeting three days a week now. We meet Monday, Wednesday, Friday for 30 minutes just to brief COVID. So as retail starts to reopen, are employees feeling safe? Do we have the right protocols in place? Uh, as uh, cities start to reopen, what does that yes. mean for us being back in the office? And so we take that part of it very seriously, again, with prioritizing our employee safety first. Yes. Tell me, are you going to be going back to the office? Have you found that it's essential with yeah. the kids or no? You know, I personally have found a way to make it all work. I have an incredible husband and spouse that um, is the primary caregiver for our kids. They've been out of school. And so he's been their teacher, their coach, their music teacher, their Spanish teacher. Uh, he's been doing all of that with them. So it's allowed me to um, be fully present for this work. And with COVID-19 and with the racial injustice, it's been a pretty busy time for me. So sure. uh, it's been uh, a gift to be able to stay so close to the work and, you know, make lunch for my kids every once in a while. So nice. Tell me about um, as stores reopen, you have your own stores. I'm not sure how many stores you've got yeah. now, but I do know that you had a great store uh, like right across from me when I lived in Chicago on Damon and it yeah. had a little built in, like it had a coffee shop. I don't know if all of your stores are so experiential. Um, yeah. Will that approach change? Talk to me about what's happening there. Yeah. So we have, I think we have nine retail stores in the U.S. Some have cafe, some do not. Uh, and so we'll reopen them as we are able to assess the safety of reopening them. And so in each city and state, we're looking at what, what does that look like? And um, what are the protocols that are being put forth by the landlords? What are the protocols being put forth by the cities uh, and really assessing that and then building a plan. So we actually do plan to reopen our retail. Uh, we have a phased approach that uh, we're sort of opening a few stores, seeing how it goes, uh, learning, making sure our customers feel safe, and then we'll do a next phase and then a third phase. So I think our plan is, you know, by sometime in July to be reopened in all locations. But you're still in cahoots with, um, you're selling through various department stores. And, yes. Yes. Yeah. We have yes. a broad wholesale uh, wholesale work and then our own retail. And then we have a nice online business at toms.com. 
Amazing. Perfect. So throughout this whole thing, I feel like your cat, uh, specialty <laughs> shoes um, is one. It's a category that I um, hear a lot um, being referenced as like, who's buying shoes right now? <laughs> um, I yeah. feel like it's, yeah, definitely an at-risk category if there was one. Um, what? How would you describe that? How have you guys kind of maintained um, some sort of momentum? What's been happening there? Yeah, our, our online business is going quite well and we're supporting customers through that, especially while our retail and most of our wholesale partners have been closed. Uh, slippers have been really popular. They're yes. sort of the new work from home shoe. And our Alpergata, which is sort of our iconic product, uh, is a beautiful slip on that's very comfortable that comes in a wide variety of colors and styles. And uh, so that's been doing quite well. And I think it's sort of the new work from home, you know, kind of cross between a slipper and a really cute casual shoe. Yes. Were you able to lean? Did you lean into that with maybe pulling out of other product, leaning into that, pushing that more in marketing? How did you take advantage of, yes, the slipper boom? We have talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we just, uh, our priority was to ensure that customers knew that their purchase was supporting the COVID-19 initiative. And so Tom's has put together, um, a global giving fund that when, uh, a customer purchase any product from Tom's, a portion of that goes into the global giving fund. And nice. we focused on uh, several different issue areas through that. So we're focused on mental health, which we think is a huge issue for so many of us. We focused on uh, hand washing, which seems so basic, but uh, hand washing in many places in the world is actually not basic, right? It is either not available or people don't understand culturally the how important it is, especially when there's disease. And then of course, PPE and supplies. So we took, uh, especially in vulnerable communities and uh, where they don't have access to these things. So that plan around our COVID-19 efforts, uh, we really just helped customers understand that when they buy a product from Tom's right now, they're contributing to the to the global giving fund. Uh, yeah. And that helped us kind of highlight not only this beautiful product that we have uh, <laughs> in slippers and in the Alpergata, but also that if they were to purchase something, if they chose Tom's and they chose to purchase something with Tom's, that they would be able to give back in a really meaningful way. Yes. Did your kind of marketing mix in terms of the channels that you were concentrating on or maybe um, the features on Instagram, Instagram that you were used to using, did that do a little flip um, during this whole time while everyone's online and on their phones? Yeah, I think we really we focused on sharing stories of our impact. So sharing yep. stories of our giving partners and what they were doing, sharing stories of how our um how that impact was coming to life and highlighting our giving partners that were working so hard on this COVID-19 situation, uh, along with beautiful product. And so kind of mixing that together, uh, in the right balance where people knew that we had great new and exciting product at toms.com, but they also were making a contribution and that we were able to kind of help them get a little educated about what was happening and how we were giving. And then of course the mental health piece. So, you know, I think we've all felt, some level of anxiety, some level of uh, isolation, right? All of those things are happening. Uh, and so we've partnered with an organization called Crisis Text Line here in the United States. And so anyone, anywhere, anytime 
can text TOMS to 741-741 and get uh, a crisis counselor online, free, confidential, 24-7, to help them go from sort of a hot moment where they're maybe feeling really a lot of anxiety to a cooler moment where they can make a better decision. Uh, nice. So we've offered that to all of our uh, employees. We've offered that to all of our customers. We've put that on our website. We put that on our social Anyone who might need a little bit of help right now getting through a moment, which I think we've all felt, um, is available and free of charge. So that's something that we're really excited to be able to offer our, our consumers and, and our employees and really, really anyone who needs it. Yeah. So um, that's something we've been proud to be a part of. Awesome. Talk a little bit about the the brand's direction, especially um, in terms of product. I know sunglasses were added at some point. <laughs> when were yeah. those added? And I also, um, I'm not sure, like maybe you're uh, diversifying this partnership that I read about in Kohl's. Is that happening? And is that just a new partner or is that some, more like a collaboration? Yeah, we're, we are partnering with Kohl's and starting to have some, some pieces of our product line there with them. Um, and uh, I think that we're um, thinking about what is the right mix of wholesale and retail and dot com as we look forward to uh, how are we growing Tom's and how are we focusing on um, not only our current customer and you know she loves our product but maybe expanding into uh, a new customer base and and getting uh, a younger customer excited about what's happening at Tom's and connecting them to our giving and our impact and you know making sure that they have. Uh, a voice and a connection to uh, issues that they care about, that we know they care about and that we're reacting to. Yes. Tell me what's working best to get to know the customer. Where where are they serving up data? Where are they telling you what you need to know? Yeah. Uh, we do a ton of um, research uh, and looking at and using some of the some of the best research firms that are talking to that demographic, right? That um, socially conscious, 18 to 24-year-old, maybe they're in college, maybe they're in the working world. Uh, and what are they thinking about? What are they caring about? What are they focused on? And then we talk to them directly. So we've just recently done a series of interviews with uh, 18 to 24-year-old, asking them about um, our messaging, asking them about our giving, asking them about what do they, what do they know about Tom's and what are they excited about in the marketplace right now? Who else are they thinking about it and talking to. And that's really informed uh, our impact strategy, right? We're focused on mental health. We're focused on equal access to opportunity. We're focused on physical safety, but it's also helped us think about, um, you know, how do we talk to them and how do we bring them content that they're most excited about? Uh, they're all on Instagram. They're all video driven. And so that's really helping inform our strategy going forward. Yeah. Speaking of Instagram, um, have influencers been a big part of your marketing strategy? You know, we use uh, we use ambassadors right now, and those are folks that are um, really well connected to our impact areas. They yep. are, in some cases, they're experts in Great. those areas. They they do are very passionate, and then they also love the product, right? right. So bringing those two things together um, and giving them voice and sharing our platform with them uh, and lifting their voice up and the hard work that they're doing uh, in those issue areas is something that we're focused on. Um, we haven't done a, a lot with celebrity sort of ambassadors just yet. We're thinking about that. I think the world is evolving around this. So, yeah. uh, we're, we're just, we're just, we're just thinking through that. 
Uh, I don't have a complete strategy there. And then, of course, um, giving our platform to our giving partners and, and really lifting up their voices and really helping people understand uh, and get educated around what some of the issues are uh, and how they can participate and be involved. So those are some of the ways that we're using influencers and ambassadors to get our message out. Perfect. Because you were such a pioneer in this space, and maybe at one point you were the only brand that we knew <laughs> the values of the brand, um, and now every brand is really going there and feels the pressure to go there. Uh, what does it mean for you in terms of differentiating, standing out as the space becomes really crowded? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we we are excited that more brands are thinking about purpose and yeah. that they are driving from that place. And like I said, you know, yes, we were the first and we're so proud of that, but we certainly are not the only any longer. Um, and so that feels good for yeah. uh, from a legacy standpoint. But, you know, you do have to differentiate on a day to day basis and you do have to think about what is meaningful to your customer. And so, you know. We are thinking about and really focused on this impact platform that we've put together, uh, focused on mental health, focused on physical safety, focused on equal access to opportunity. That's that platform. We're giving shoes, but we've also expanded our giving. We yeah. are uh, now focused on also impact grants. Uh, where can, and we asked ourselves that question, right? So are we having the most impact we can have with the unprecedented giving that Tom's does? For every $3 we make, we give $1 away. That's 30%. And that is a very high percentage uh, for a company of our size. So that um, that idea of asking ourselves that question of, is this the most we can be doing? Is this the greatest impact we can have? And in many cases, shoes is the right answer. Yeah. Uh, and we've been doing that for 14 years. We're at 100 million pair. But those... Um, those, that 14 years of giving shoes has really informed uh, how can we do more uh, and what does that look like? And so by expanding into impact grants and moving away from the uh, very structured one-for-one -one model, um, that has opened up a whole new world to us uh, around what are the types of things we can support? How do we do that in partnership with new and interesting and innovative and disrupting nonprofit organizations that are really uh, focused on big issues. We think that mental, the intersection of mental health and physical safety and equal access to opportunity is the sweet spot for Tom's. And this is becoming much less, but uh, a lot of companies didn't want to talk about those issues that what they seemed either political in nature or uh, they might be slightly controversial. And so we very much uh, think that most of of these issues are human issues. And Tom's is business to improve lives. We are committed to a better tomorrow. So we really had to kind of put our money where our mouth is on that yeah. and take bold steps into new areas. And that's, it's really been wonderful for us. I think, you know, ending gun violence was our first big step into that in 2018, where we committed $5 million to helping to end gun violence. And that has really informed how we most effectively respond to um, the racial injustice work that we know we want to be a part of going forward. We've really been able to develop partnerships prior to now with uh, Black-led organizations that are working in communities. Uh, yeah. the, the root cause of, and if you spend any time in the gun violence space, the root cause of what 
what gets called everyday gun violence is hopelessness. It is despair. It is lack of opportunity. And so if we can connect that work with what is happening today and find the right place for Tom's to really support, we believe that's differentiating for us. Uh, and, and we're not going to slow down. We're not going to back down. We're going to be really bold, I think, with some of the things that we're doing. And I think it will resonate for our customer. Yeah. And that's how we'll differentiate. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about the, um, I guess, the balance or the discussion around um, right now when it's such a hard time for brands and cuts are being made left and right um, to, yes, to have to make cuts to the business, to have to at the same time be, be I guess, handing over a third of <laughs> all that comes in. Um, what is that balance? What is the discussion? Uh, what is that? I mean, yeah, it's it's got to be harder on you right now than any brand. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, I, I think um, this is where the rubber meets the road, right? This is where brands that are purpose-driven are really tested. Uh, and so when the, when things get tough, it seems very logical to say, gosh, we better cut back on our giving or we better um, set our purpose aside for right now. And I actually think that that is kind of the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Um, and I understand it. And we've had lots of conversation at Tom's and kind of when all this started happening, I thought, okay, here it comes. Someone's <laughs> going to call me and say, and you know, they didn't, we certainly had those conversations, but we believe that it's a slippery slope. And so you have to stay committed to your, to your model always. Yeah. That's what the customer expects. That's what, um, your employees expect. And so uh, because of the way we're structured, uh, when we sell, we can give. And so when we're selling less, we give less, but it is still the same percentage. Yeah. It is still the same commitment. So in order to make that work, and, and again, it is not easy. So uh, the way we've made it work for us is being grounded in your mission and being grounded in your purpose and not uh, wavering from that at all. Uh, making sure that you're considering your stakeholders, not just your shareholders, uh, ensuring that your leadership is 100% committed to this, right? And that from the top, they're saying to employees and to customers, we're, we are staying committed to our purpose. Uh, and I think people remember that. They remember that on the back end. They remember that, you know, even during the toughest times, XYZ company, uh, held firm to their beliefs. And so that's something that we're doing. Uh, giving is part of our DNA and is at the center of everything we do and has been for the last 14 years. And yeah. we've applied those learnings to the COVID-19 situation. We've applied those learnings to the racial injustice that we're all facing right now. And so that's the, that's the hard part when things are so difficult, but it is something that if you stay true to it, I believe it will be good for any company in the long term. And we hope Definitely. that for Tom, certainly. Yeah, for sure. And then last question for you. Um, as you maybe will be going back to the office and stores will be opening. Anyway, is there one thing that you kind of see as your biggest, um, I guess, I don't know, uphill battle? What, what is the biggest challenge ahead for you? What are you, What's weighing on your mind? Uh, personally, what's weighing on my mind are world events, right? Yeah. And I, I you know, I have... I am a half glass full person. And so I do believe that great things will come from this adversity, uh, but it's going to take time. 
And so that then leads me to what weighs heavily on my mind for Tom's and to make sure that we are, you know, a going concern for a long time. We have a lot of work to do in this world. And Tom's wants to be a huge part of that uh, in partnership with our customers and in partnership with our giving partners. Um, so, you know, making sure that we're continuing to make beautiful product, making sure that we're staying on top of uh, the trends and what's happening, making sure that we're doing our own work internally and in our yeah. own backyard. And so there's a lot to do. Uh, and so prioritizing that, making as many good decisions as we can, uh, and then being transparent when we learn for maybe a decision well, that didn't go the right way um, <laughs> yeah. is I think it's all part of maybe the new way we work uh, with more transparency and with more grace for one another when maybe it doesn't go perfectly. I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Let's hope that everyone goes there. <laughs> I hope <laughs> just so. Yes. I do hope oh so. Gosh. Well, this was awesome. Amy, thank you so much for being here. This was great. It was my absolute pleasure. Thanks, Jill. That's all for this episode, which was produced by Pierre Bienname. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please head to the review section on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast to give us a rating and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.